Hey guys, Barney here. I just want to take a quick moment to talk about the program that brings The Big Top to life, Zencaster. I use Zencaster for all my recordings, and since taking over The Big Top fully, I have actually tried other systems, but I ended up sticking with Zencaster. It's so easy to use. You don't have to download anything, just log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. It records studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with guests, along with a full suite of professional tools that let you produce and publish all from one dashboard. Being a creator has genuinely never been easier. And I love that I can send a simple link to my guests and we can record over a video call wherever they are in the world. Also, if you're like me and cannot stand the sound of your voice, Zencaster's built-in post-production process makes such a difference. It automatically removes ums and ahs, awkward pauses, reduces background noise, and makes me sound so much better. Plus, the hobbyist and Creator Plus accounts are always free to use, and their professional accounts are free to try for 14 days, no credit card required. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use my code BIGTOP, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. That's why my gut is so big. It's full of semen. And welcome to The Big Top. I am your host, Barney, and today I am joined by Mark, aka Friendly Guy, the man behind Friendly Toys, who make 100% body-safe platinum silicon anal toys. I've received a lot of supportive messages in the Twitter inbox that I realize haven't been getting their own spotlight, so today I'm going to read a couple quickly that I have permission to share. Uh, I'm going to start with at LockedSubBoy2 who wrote, Hiya, just a quick note to say I love your podcast so much. It's exactly the kind of smart, sexy, political, funny, inclusive dialogue we need more of in the kink community and in the world at large. Thanks for all the work you do. Uh, thank you. That was such a touching message and really makes me feel validated. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to do one more. At Little Rhino Bear writes, Hello, I've been listening to your podcast and I love it. I first discovered the whole clown thing when you were a guest on Newsy's podcast. Ah, that's uh, Newsy's Nook. Um, And I found you to be so interesting and fun. Listening to you has opened up my world to new insights and made me a more thoughtful and open person. Thank you. Please keep up the great work. Take care, stay kinky, stay strong, Rhino. Wow, thank you so much for your kind words. Uh, And do please keep sending in your kinky stories to thebigtop.pod at gmail.com. That's thebigtop.pod at gmail.com. I love reading them. That means you, yes, you, who thinks they have nothing to say or that I wouldn't be interested or that you're not a good writer or that your story isn't that wild or interesting or that it's not going to be good enough or funny enough or whatever. None of that matters. Just give it a go and see. I mentioned last week that I'm organizing a casual clown meet for any clown kinksters or those curious. It's just a kink-free drink in central London, but I thought it would be nice for a few people to get to know each other or just see that they aren't alone. I would one day like to put on a proper clown event, but clowns tend to be a little reserved since there's not a lot of attention given to us. I'm planning this to be the second weekend of July, so feel free to drop me a message on Twitter if you're around and would like to join us. Today the circus is in British Columbia, Canada, and I invite you to join me as we go under the big top. Thanks for doing this. <laughs> I mean, to be uh, quite honest, I didn't really prepare anything. I just figure out uh, I Good. would uh, perfect just start Perfect. Up and just 
see where this goes. Just see what happens. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. Yeah, I mean, like, the whole thing is, you know, we're not here to be perfect, so... And um, I do not know everything, so... The, wait, you know. what? <laughs> you came here and you don't even know everything? I know, I don't even know why you're having me on your show. Oh my god, embarrassing. <laughs> um... Well, I'll tell you, I'm having a bunch of... And just, just, you know, my allergies are crazy right now. So I took a bunch of meds right before and hopefully um, oh, I don't sneeze. It is like uh, blooming bonanza here in British Columbia. So. Okay. Uh, so, okay. So sneezing is not what I'm I'm, I'm worried about. It's more uh, how many drugs you took. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're supposed to be non-drowsy. So we'll see. Okay, cool. <laughs> Well, let's just see what happens. Yeah, um, okay. Hey, hi, hello. Welcome to the TikTok. <laughs> just, uh, are you recording the camera as well? Or? No. Okay. I mean, I, technically I am, but like, I, I don't. You're not using that. I don't use Good. it. I just, <laughs> it's just it easier. Made, like, do but... a little bit different. Yeah. Oh, no. I, you think I'm, I am going for dinner actually after. But, um, <laughs> so yeah. where are you? I, I'm in uh, just outside London. Okay. Yeah, so it's like approaching dinner time. Okay. Um, All right, let's let's do it. And you're in British Columbia, so far away. Thank <laughs> you for making the time. <laughs> Actually, thank you for making the time. I know you're crazy busy, so um, but I I really wanted to have you on because uh, okay, so I am like fascinated by your products, the way you showcase them, <laughs> and then I was like looking at your Twitter, thinking like, hang on, I have a podcast about like the niche sides of kink and. I would love to pick your brain about like how this all came into being, you know, and hear about yeah. your experiences in the wonderful world. Of well, I'm happy to have my brains picked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're just going to do some cranial surgery. Um, <laughs> I guess I wanted to know, like, cause this world is kind of alien to me, but I'm so, so fascinated and want to know more. How did you get into stretching? Because I've seen you take some big Yeah, things. I mean, it, it started quite early. I have to say, like, the when maybe in 1995, 1996, when the internet came into my household, uh -huh. um, you know, you have access to an, an outside world that um, you didn't know existed. So back in the day, it was just like, you know, loading pictures, you know, on dial-up internet. It would take like a minute to load a picture. It's like, oh, here's the Crisco. What's happening? <sighs> And then um, these images have really resonated with me from an early age. I was like, that's hot. But I was quite young and I did not really understand if this was real, what I was looking at. I thought maybe it was like not real. Sorry, how old are we here? Um, I would have been like 13 or 14 on okay. my... You know, yeah, okay, yeah, fine, fine, fine. But yeah. I'm like, so what's the process? Like, just walk me through the you've just <laughs> you're curious, you're googling, and then is it that as it's loading, you see the picture, you're like, oh, yeah, cool. Well, and first then of all, see... there was no Google back then, it was oh. uh, <laughs> the, the concept of a search engine was very much uh, not a thing. We had like web crawler and Alta Vista, oh. but um, oh. it was uh you know images videos were not really a thing online mm -hmm. because yeah. of just the data requirement for um you know the internet was quite slow it took your your phone line so it was just pictures so some people had galleries of pictures if you were looking hard enough you could uh, find some themes yeah. especially in the porn um because surprise surprise immediately the internet went to porn of course um but yeah so basically that's what put that little 
thing in my brain to be like, I find this extremely hot, but not until many years later did I actually start. Um, so you doing saw that. stretching quite earlier on and immediately just knew. Yeah, I was so turned on. I was just like, mm. this is, if this is real, I want, I want it. <laughs> and was it like you wanted it for yourself or you liked the idea of how large somebody could get? I was looking at the faces of these bottoms, usually in a sling or, you know, on their back. And I could see how intensely, how intense it was for them. And I could mm -hmm. imagine myself being in that position. I guess I already knew I was a bottom. Um, and I was just, just replacing myself basically and closing my eyes, thinking about that fantasy, which wow. is a pretty good indicator usually that you're into something <laughs> if you're closing your eyes and you're in putting yourself in that scenario. Um, yeah, so it, yeah, it, it was around then wow. I would say, but then I, <laughs> well, I, I didn't know if it was real or not so then of course you know i was kind of young and the years pass and then um going to a sex shop you know then you start seeing the sizes of things and and you you get a large dildo and then you start there you know and then here i am i'm 40 and <laughs> that large wow. dildo is a tiny little thing that i <laughs> don't own anymore <laughs> that thing's nothing now <laughs> um i'm a total novice so like what are the basics when it comes to that because i know the lube is like a paste it's a different it's a different ball game altogether well lube is you know you could have whole episode on lube <laughs> because everybody has their different preference about what consistency what brand or what type uh -huh. I would say there's two main types for fisting. You're either going to go with a water-based lube, which mm -hmm. usually will come in a, in a powder base, um, not to plug any brands, but like something like um, X-Lube, let's say. And um, that is very economical and also very, very slippery. You can make a ton of lube and you can adjust to your personal preference as to how thick you like it. Um, oh. But there's also the grease, you know, like, People have been fisting for a long time. It's not like new. Humanity has been fisting for thousands of years. <laughs> and Crisco has been around for a long time as well. And Crisco is still one of my go-to favorites because, you know, anywhere you are in the world, if you decide to fist, all of a sudden, um, there's probably a Crisco equivalent at your store. <laughs> okay, that's the one that looks like food. Crisco, right? That's the packaging that they make it look like it belongs yeah, to Yeah, Crisco's kitchen. to make pies. <laughs> it's hydrogenated oil. Wait, is it actually? Yes. It's a food <laughs> like that you take and you make. It's grease. It's like vegetables. I've only seen it in sex shops. Shit. Oh, I was like, oh, that's weird packaging. <laughs> well, no. In a sex shop, you would find, you know, fancier versions of that. They right, the right, branding. right, but like they, model they, off. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but if you go to the basic, you know, Crisco, you it, it's actual... just hydrogenated oil. Yeah, and it, there's, in my opinion, nothing wrong with just a brick of Crisco. You yeah, can go I a mean, long way with that. If it works, it works. I get, I, I, I totally get now what you mean about the, because I, I see that kind of paste, but obviously mixing the powder. What exactly is the powder, though? Um, it is a uh, polyethylene, um, not glycol, uh, 
it's PEO. But, um, but like, polyethylene in... oxide, I believe, is what PEO stands for. Okay. It's because... um, yeah, it's just like a, a crystal. Like it comes in a powder form, mm -hmm. and you mix it with water, it becomes this very slippery. Um, you know, before there were brands made dedicated to fisting, such as X Lube. Uh, this was used for veterinarian use only. It was called J Lube, yeah. um, and it was they had a dispersing agent in it, which is sugar, which is really bad to introduce sugar in your body because, in that way, I mean, because where there's sugar, there could be bacteria and um, you know bacteria feeds on that. So, really, try to avoid J Lube in this day and age with all the new options that we have. But you know, I lived in Calgary for a while, which is you know cow town. And um, they didn't, didn't have a lot, but you could go to the vet store and just get your J-Lube right on the shelf. Because <laughs> so, <laughs> these cows, uh, yeah, that's what they do, basically. It's for fisting cows for vet use. So, um... I just was talking to a guy who uh, lives here who has a farm where he gets guys, he like hooks you up to the milking machine and he milks the, milks them like cows. <laughs> I've now... seen those videos and I think uh -huh. it's hot. <laughs> yeah, I was, well, I, I couldn't go. I was really hoping to go to, he had like a few people around and I, I wanted to go, but I'm, I was busy. But... They all seem to be in London too, from what mm. I follow. There's like well, studios, I mean... milking studios. Oh yeah. oh yeah, my friend's got like this whole setup in his bedroom and he has just like a, a rubber a rubber cow head and rubber suit, rubber, you know, mitts and everything. And he's got like a suspension rig that he'll just put you in fuck machine and, and, and milker. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 nice having would um would it horrify you uh if I told you that I used to bottom without lube? No, I mean all depends on how much friction you want, right? Right, like I, I'm a I'm a friction guy, and same for like, like please don't put lube on my dick ever. Like, ugh. like uh, like as in I need the friction on on my dick if I'm masturbating. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm I I need friction, and I just I I don't know. I was like, oh, it's kind of well, slimy and gross. Well, let's and put don't. it this way, for me, lube like for regular fucking is more the top's preference because i'm like you know what my hole is loose enough you can do whatever you want with it your dick's not going to do like you can choose how many how much lube or at all or spit gonna or open up and swallow you if you so. want it slippery go for it whatever i'm just going to close my eyes you go for it but um when it comes to fisting though i think it's a bottom's choice for fisting because mm. you know it's whatever you yes, want yeah. as a bottom it's very roles reverse that way, not just for lube, but in general, I would say for this practice where the bottom is the person that is in charge. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like anything where you're involving, it's like anything where you're involving heavy duty stuff, anything like that, heavy bondage or impact or anything where it's like the power is definitely on the receiver because this is, <laughs> this is a lot to take. And also you can make it stop at any time. And, yes. um, you know, when you're playing with, you know, close to your limits, um, which usually when we fist is what we do, mm. um, you need to be able to recognize that limit and know when it's like just, you know, when you're pushing it a little bit, you're not pushing yeah. it. But um, yes, when you're bottom, 
is saying that he's done or they're done, it's over. <laughs> yeah. There's no, like in my opinion anyway, I'm not going to say, you know, there's no power exchange that uh, beyond that. But in for my sessions, um, I'm definitely in control. Oh, totally. Times. Yeah. And, and even in sessions where, you know, you're, you're going further in that power control, that's already still agreed what the, you know, what the safe word is, what's, what's really, when it's really over, it's over. Cause you can only push so far and you push yourself beyond your limit. You're not going to be able to do it for a while. <laughs> yeah. And I'm learning that right now. I mean, I'm still learning and, you know, I was just at fist fest and, uh, it was, you know, I had the time of my life, but it's just oh, yeah. How was it was it? fisting. Oh, it's amazing. It's, it was my second time. Um, just such a great event, you know, everybody organizing there, all the attendees, everybody mm. is so nice, but it's overwhelming in a way that you, there's fisting everywhere at all times. <laughs> Simply <laughs> saying the words, you know, want to fist will create, you know, like it's, it's everywhere. Whoa. You, you could be like sitting and having a little sandwich and you look left and somebody's getting elbow teeth <laughs> fisted, you know? <laughs> so um, it's amazing, but also the sheer quantity of, opportunities led uh -huh. to like you know maybe three days of non-stop fisting my body kind of like i'm taking a break right now just to recover from the mm -hmm. whole um you know it's, it's a lot it, let's not be let's not kid ourselves it's but practice makes uh makes it a lot better let's put it that way <laughs> okay so how long did it take you to stretch yourself that big and can anyone do it it's a good question. I mean, for me, it's always going to be an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. Like, it's 20 years later, this is where I am right now. And it's not where I'm stopping. Because mm -hmm. it's always, you know, you're always yeah. pushing the limit every session. Um, can everybody do it? I think a lot, there is a physical aspect, of course, of it. But I really don't think that if, like, your body type or, you know... Uh, I don't. I really don't think that really matters in the grand scheme of things. Of course, it does matter because anatomy is like you know real, and mm -hmm. space is like you know, especially your bone structure is what what I would say is the most um, important thing to keep in mind here. But I do believe that when you put your mind to it and you do it safely with let's say platinum silicone toys that are soft that are made for that um you're giving yourself a much better um startup point than i did which was just you know <laughs> shove a cucumber up your hole and then you know that kind of stuff when you're so if you're lucky enough like there are tools now you know that yes. are made for us yes and there are fantastic people making fantastic <laughs> tools like i the cucumber i'm really I'm really interested in how you started and where you went from cucumber. Did we graduate to gourds? Or <laughs> well, you have to like look at what's around. You know, you have to be resourceful. Uh -huh. um, you know, I get DMs sometimes from like, uh, let's say there was a gentleman in uh, Jakarta the other day who DM'd me, and he was just like, "I don't have any of these tools yeah. that you have. Like, nothing is available to me." And I was just like, you know, you have to 
think about what's possible with the situation that you have. And, you know, not going to recommend cucumbers, <laughs> but they are a very simple thing. Um, the danger with that, though, is just like like anything that doesn't have a stop at the end is that they could get lost inside your body. So, yes, <laughs> just be careful. I was going to uh, say this is the this warning is here. Something I didn't know about just how just how the colon works is that actually it it sucks things up inside of it and yes. so once you get to a certain point if there isn't a proper stop it'll just go and i think it was i th- uh, i don't want to slander them i think it was love honey or, or i don't know Are anyway you can slander them. <laughs> sure <laughs> I, I i can't remember the brand so i don't you know whatever um but they developed a plug that um, this very uh, experienced woman used. She put it up her bum and it just got lost inside of her. And she didn't do anything she wouldn't normally do. This was her profession. She, you know, was very, very experienced and, you know, tried to get it out for ages. And it was just, it was just gone. Yes. She was like, it didn't even, it just, it just went and it had to be surgically removed. And so she was advocating you know she she, anyway the point was ultimately they said they weren't liable like they didn't have to warn people that that was even a possibility despite the fact that she used it for its intended purpose yes well not really when you think about it um it is a completely i'm talking here from a canadian perspective but it's the same in the united states and i would assume the same in the united kingdom as we inherited a lot of your mm-hmm. laws um yeah. the industry is completely unregulated so this is why you go into a sex shop uh, none of these items are made as sex toys that's not how they're exported yes. as that's not how they're made they are statues they are novelty mm-hmm. items and as such um what you do with those is up to you but in this completely unregulated market you really have to be careful there's so much garbage on the shelves especially um i'm not saying that cheap toys are necessarily bad yeah. um, but there's a reason why they are cheap and um we can talk about that as well but i'm not surprised that an item that's sold as a sex toy does not meet the requirements yeah, yeah. or legal you know repercussions um i have to be really careful with that because uh it, it is you know after I'm not recommended anybody use anything that's not designed. Mm-hmm. And this is what I mean. If you're going to go with, you know, stretching your whole, um, you should be using the right stuff that is, you know, we've worked so hard and not, not just friendly toys, but like there's so many other companies out there that are from Fisters for Fisters and we make them ourselves and we make sure that we produce super high quality items for 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 you if you want to get into this so that you don't have to like have you know use these things that could get lost inside your body and you could really end up in a hospital room Mm. yeah and i mean so i used to be a dancer and i remember what you know getting to like stretching your you know my limbs to Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a high degree that thing of like this is this is the only frame of reference I have is I'm like oh yeah you know you can only do a little at 
a time and trying to do like a big stretch you just end up overstretching you pull your muscle you have to wait for it to heal blah 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 Absolutely. so i assume that it is exactly the same thing that you're you're doing but essentially this is also an area of your body that you can't just rest it the way that you can you know take a day off doing extreme things with your limbs you well. this is uh, just as in it sees traffic right like yeah <laughs> but i mean your your example is, is perfect because you know i say it to a lot of people who ask me this is you know it is a muscle it is kind of like working out especially if you're working you know i always when i go to the gym I come home and I don't know, the gym makes me horny. I think that's true for a lot of people. And I'm just, okay, well, I'm going to continue my, you know, my, my stretching and my um, workout with this toy. And it is kind of like that. I mean, it is a muscle. And the more you work out, you know, you're, you kind of become an athlete in that muscle group (laughs) where uh, just because I can go this wide doesn't mean it, you know, I can completely still control my my asshole. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. There's no <laughs> issue with that. No, no, of course. I'm I'm just thinking of it in terms of like you need you need a, a product that is going to allow you to do those small like small little easy increments, increments. every single you know every single yes. time you stretch that helps you like that expand. Is the key. And so that's like my segue into tell me about friendly toys because I saw you say um, that you love fistic so much you've made it your whole life and I was like I feel that <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've done as well. Well, I don't want to call it my midlife crisis, <laughs> but <laughs> it's pretty much what it is, you know. I I've had this idea in my head for a decade. I was like, oh, you know, wouldn't it be great if I translated my ideas in my head about like the shape of things and what I want and make them make them a reality. So I was always getting stuck where, you know, I didn't know how to do something. And that was like me at my younger self. I was like, well, I don't know how to do that. So this is the end of that project. But I think as I, you know, grow older, I realized that, you know, you can always overcome a hurdle. Um, especially when it comes to things that the information is readily available. I have friends, I have, you know, so um, it really comes from from inside of me here. And it did require, you know, big investment from my part to to get it on, on, on the go. Um, but it is so rewarding. It's like by far the most rewarding thing I've ever done now that it's reality. And I see it in the world and it's just great it's so cool and it's also i mean i love seeing anyone because this is my life now is like i get to do (laughs) the thing that i love doing it's so great to see when people turn a passion into something and also like you say like i mean what also what you want is what other people into this are gonna want because you're a consumer so Yes. You are your own market, really, which, again, is how you know that you're getting a quality product. It's, it's my number one thing is, do I want this for me? Mm-hmm. If it's no, it's not going to make the cut. Like, no. I'm like, for now, anyway, because um, I understand there's some things that I'm not into as a person that's some other. And sure. you know, I'm not going to yeah. say no to, like, you know, developing products that are for other people. But at the core, at the beginning of this business, I'm like. Only if I enjoy it, if I really like it, will it go to market. And um, 
yeah, I mean, the knuckle has been, the knuckle is kind of a, you know, it's a fist, let's be honest, and we're a fisting company, and it's like, well, I didn't want to have just like a fist, you know, like an actual, yeah. it was like, and then I was drawing and drawing and just doing revisions, and I was just like, you know what, this, I was like, this, this is, might be the one, and then we, of course, went through prototyping and different shapes and stuff like that. And finally settled on one. I was like, I love this one. It was the Knuckle 40 because that was just the right size for me. And then we made it, you know, to different sizes. But the Knuckle's been a big hit for us. And I think the reason being is because we're bang on with um, the fact that I wanted it myself. So a lot of people also probably will want it also. <laughs> I'm like, what I have open in front of me is that the Knuckle 40... <laughs> shooting out of that cat's house and you catching it (laughs) oh yes with final fantasy (laughs) like that was so fun um he is a good friend of mine from um you know back in the day even uh and uh we were both at the same place at the same time and i was just like do you wanna (laughs) and we had a lot of fun that day yeah (laughs) like it's, it's it's so impressive to me but also like he's got an amazing hole if you don't if, 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 i'm just gonna plug him here it's a uh, final fantasy with 2f on twitter and um yeah he has a just for fan also that's really awesome it just i mean i don't How? know <laughs> yeah like my i don't know what my face is doing right now but like it is Yep, just okay. So let, let me ask you, I've, have you ever fisted anyone? No. So you haven't felt the, you know, with your tactile experience, the inside of a rectum and where no. it goes? So a friend of mine ex- described it to me because he he was saying that he, uh, on this podcast actually, he was, he was uh, support part, Cooper was talking about how like he got into fisting by just the sensation of someone who had stretched that much and how it just felt different. And then from there, he really enjoyed like the, you know, the connection and the, and the, and the power exchange and that kind of thing. And I was like, okay, I can, I can understand that, but no, I haven't experienced it. Mm. It is quite something you learn a lot and you learn quickly that every hole is different. Um, They all have similarities, but in the end, every hole is different. And also um, the connection that you get, like it's just on, like it's it's the most intense connection you can have, in my opinion, uh, as human being. Actually, f- funny. Not I don't know if it's funny, but I got visited one time by a um, a minister, like like a religious person, <laughs> like a, a preacher, and uh, he found the experience so intense that he wrote a sermon about it. And it was it wasn't like. Um, you know, he wasn't referencing fisting. It was more in general terms. Mm-hmm. But then he was just, just so you know, this is about, you know, fisting. I was like, and that's, uh, yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> you have affected religious doctrine. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's just say, uh, yes. 
<laughs> Great way to spread the, <laughs> the good word of mistake. He he was a natural. I was a, a really wow. really he was really able to connect. Once once he when two people can really connect and and the trust relationship is really established is when a fisting session can really flourish into something that you'll never forget. Mm. Um, a lot of the times, you know, you're gonna fist just for the sake of fisting or because you feel the pressure that, you know, especially on our social media feeds, you know, they're fisting, they're fisting, they're fisting and they're fisting hard and they're Uh fisting, you know, and you just like, you want that money shot for your Twitter and stuff like that. But it's just like the best sessions are usually when the trust has been established um, and you can just really relax and, and not have to worry about, you know, in my experience, recording or anything like that, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would say trust is like a cornerstone of kink in general. And yes, I, I mean, it's, I love how much you've made something that I think a lot of people actually would see as kind of maybe really intense or extreme or kind of scary even. And it's so colorful and fun and there's no, you know, it, it, it just looks inviting. And I, I love, I'm so I love happy to hear it. you say that because, you know, when we were, uh, I have a, you know, brand, I have amazing friends. And one of the reasons that this is a success is because of my amazing friends. And one of my amazing friends is a brand manager for a major, major corporation. And, you know, she's able to lend her expertise and stuff like that. And when we were developing the, not the product, because that's all me, but the, you know, the look of how things are going to, I told her, I was like, stop thinking that we're selling this hard product that Mm -hmm. is like, you know, just for dungeons and stuff like that i was just like yes you know part of my clientele is is that but i wanted to look like a candy store i was like i wanted to look completely non-threatening and something that would appeal to absolutely everyone that's at least interested by this i don't want anybody to be put off by the fact you know you know dungeons are scary <laughs> like yeah. i'm not saying you don't take this and go to a dungeon like i do it all the time but for a newcomer or someone that is is not into it i think i think it's better to stay at the core of the product which is like to have fun and do it safely yeah to to which end actually what are like the dangers of stretching and fisting or maybe more like misconceptions that people might not know yeah. about. I mean the dangers there are some real dangers for sure. Um you know I can only speak from personal experience here. Uh I have injured myself a handful of times. I've been lucky that nothing has been very that serious. Right now it's probably, you know, overdid it for sure a little bit at Fizz Fest, but mm-hmm. you know, I am well on my way to recovery. Uh the dangers are real especially if uh you are and it's, this is not to sound judgment on anyone about like using drugs, but I do believe that there is a correlation between, um, you know, using what people would describe as hard drugs and fisting together where you kind of dissociate yourself with what is happening um, that may feel good to you. But also, if you can't feel pain, um, I don't recommend that with fisting. I think that leads to... 
a lot of the injuries, the the big injuries. Um, but in general, I would say that fisting is safe if if done properly, as mm. long as you you know use the right precautions. Um, you know, we're talking about from a top perspective, of course, your nails. Um, yeah, you know, you have to be really mindful about what you're putting in there. If you can scratch your skin with your nails, I no, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's not going to change inside your body. Um, you don't want to. It's very delicate in there, and yeah. um, you have to take proper precautions. Lube, obviously, uh, reapply, 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 and there's no rush. You know, a lot of people come on my DM and they're just like, "I want to take a fist by the end of the month." You know, they just oh. have that goal, and it's just like such a. They're just they're just starting with it. They don't want to. It's like, well, you know, I can't collaborate with with that because I'm just. I, it's not. It, it might not happen like that. And it's just like, that's how you're going to hurt yourself. If you have this goal that no matter what you're going to do this, yeah, um, it may lead to injury. So I would say if you listen to your body and you are in control of your, um, you know, of what's happening, you're in a much safer space to play. Mm. Yeah. And I think, so I got a, um, a puppy tail, a, a tail plug that it's, it was just too big, yep. like just, just a bit too big that it's uncomfortable and it's heavy. So hard to like hold it in. Yeah. And so I can get it in, but it takes a long time. And so at first I was kind of like, well, I don't want to. I don't want to go backwards, right? I don't want to yeah. get something small. Like I want to work <laughs> <No>. up. <laughs> totally the wrong like approach. And eventually, I got a, a, a smaller one, which unfortunately has a teeny tiny tail to go with it, which just looks really bad. So, but it just <laughs> helped me to then like get used to that one, and then I can. It's easier to put the bigger one in. Yeah, because... I mean, I call that a bridge toy because we've all made that. I've like, I still have toys here that I just, you know, especially when you're buying them on the internet because you don't, you know, you you look at the the dimensions and you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah I can do that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then this giant box shows up, and the delivery guy <laughs> person gives it to you, and you're like, oh my god, this is so heavy. And you open it, and you're like, holy fuck. Um, and so I've bought toys and they're so expensive you know and then you're like okay well i need one to bridge yes but yeah, yeah. you know talking about goals and all that it's not to say that having like some some things to work up to is not fun like i do like to have like a big plug let's say that i can only hold in for a minute and mm-hmm. then it's like too much i take out you know i have my plugs for you know if i want to stay plugged for hours i'm going to use something that you know i can easily swallow but if i want to push myself all which is you know plugs are really important in my opinion for if if you want to have like a well worked out hole <laughs> mm. yeah i actually left my i left my plug in berlin i need to go get it <laughs> i left it at a club and they're holding on to it for me um, you left it at a club <laughs> <laughs> it was I supposed what, to be... what else is in there lost and found <laughs> oh i know they've seen it all <laughs> It was uh well no, no as in it was like a a, a fetish a fetish club, um, but they uh it was 
part of a scene and it didn't end up getting used and I just I totally forgot about it. Um, but that was like the perfect size. That was like the one that was really, really comfortable, but also still, you know, pushing you a little bit. Yeah. Still push me a bit. And, uh, yeah, they are really expensive. So they are, but you know, platinum silicone, there's a reason that we kind of, I personally insist on that for my body. I like have so many allergies, Mm. um, so many skin sensitivities, like if you put a dildo in my hole, that's like, you know, those rubber or just those <sighs> immediately I have like a burning sensation uh, and it's over. Like yeah. I'm just like, and it's over for days. Like I, oh, no. like it, I have such major reactions to that kind of, of toys and they can look fun and all that. I don't care. It's just the material yeah. is just so bad. And Platinum silicone, it's, I mean, it's called platinum silicone because there's actually platinum in them, right? It's it's what is used to cure the silicone. Mm-hmm. And that makes it completely non-porous, which makes it really, you know, a lifetime toy because you can really sanitize them properly. And also they're non-porous and they don't decay. Um, so potentially, you know, you could even pass it on to someone else if you... Mm. Um, and I do all the time for like not not the ones I sell obviously, but like uh, in in our uh, with my friends and all that as an investment. When you get a large toy, yeah. um, you sanitize them and then you ship them to your friend. Once you get bored of it a little bit, and then it's new for them, you should never do that with non-platinum silicon toys. Okay, I may have done that before. Um. <laughs> well, I'm not saying, you know, me too, but it's, if you, we're talking about being as safe as possible here. Like mm-hmm, the goal mm-hmm. is always to be, in my opinion, anyway, I'm a very safety minded person. So the goal is always to make things as safe as possible, even though without taking away, you know, the, the fun of the thrill of, yeah, of course, of the thing. Okay. So let's say, speaking of safety, let's say. Yeah theoretically i want to start stretching and you know we're not talking we're not talking time frame we're not talking goal we're just talking like i want to start somewhere and expand from there mm-hmm. what would you say how would i get started for me i would use what i did because it's my personal experience i would get like a dildo uh, either you know a fantasy or a realistic cock kind of dildo or mm-hmm. shape phallic shape something that's around just a bit longer than you know like maybe eight or nine inches because that's where your um for most people i would say between six and nine inches is is where the rectum you know will end and then it gets more complicated to get into yep. that second portion that's more advanced stuff so uh, i would i would start to you know widening that canal the, the rectal um, direct them really and, and your anus but the once you have a combination of a toy like that with let's say a circumference of you know seven I'm going to talk in inches here because I, I sure, sure. centimeters <laughs> uh, you know something that's that's bigger than a than a cock but definitely in the same kind of range and then combine that with a plug that is just a little bit bigger 
that's made of super soft silicone, um, you're going to get results pretty quickly with that kind of equipment. Okay. Um, so I got an inflatable dildo from Mr. B. Would <laughs> you... <laughs> I don't know Mr. B, but it's, it's just inflatable Same. dildos. What is it made of? I don't even know. Probably latex or something like that. I think it's latex. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm allergic to latex. Okay. <laughs> so I also, have. Yeah. I, the, my main problem with it is when I bought it, um, I like, and I bought it in the shop, right? So I was like looking and feeling and mm -hmm. and everything. And they were talking me through it and showing me how it works and everything. And I was like, I want this to be an investment because I want to stretch a little bit. Mm -hmm. And. They were like, oh, okay, well, we recommend this one because it has like, uh, you know, a metal or whatever it is, material uh, pole inside to maintain the shape. Yeah. But, you know, it will expand and, and contract as you inflate it. And what I realized with this is after doing it a little bit, I didn't really like I realized I could just inflate it, but it wasn't really doing anything. And I realized that like the whole thing isn't inflating. That's it's only right. inflating in like little bits, which was really annoying. Well, I mean, especially if it's inside your hole and you're starting to inflate it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it, it is going to exert some, some pressure on your anus. But um, what you really want, which is kind of like the appeal of fisting at the beginning, is that pop-in effect mm -hmm. where you open from the outside completely and you kind of swallow something, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I had one of those back in the day and I'm not like it had its purpose, but it's exactly what you're saying. It's just like, it's getting blown up inside of me. Yeah. And also, but I just, I don't like anything that could potentially pop like uh -huh. that, that, you know, I, I don't know. Like I, it makes me, yeah, I would <laughs> not, not my jam, not, uh -huh. not, not the equipment that I would personally go with, but I can see its appeal for sure. Maybe Dude, we should do a platinum silicone version of that. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That'd be awesome. No, you got me thinking now. <laughs> <laughs> that would be brilliant. If you can find a way to get it to like inflate all of, all of yeah. the mm. Mm. That is do, hard. <laughs> do poppers help? It, yes. I mean, you know, I'm talking from Canada here, and in Canada, poppers are technically illegal. So, oh. uh, but let's say I'm in America. <laughs> <laughs> they certainly do help um, for certain, you know, like I'm not saying that I use poppers all the time. I actually take pride sometimes in the fact that I go through a whole session and not use yeah. poppers. But, you know, if you've done poppers, you, you know what it what it does for the the seconds and minutes that you're using them. And obviously it takes the edge off and also, you know, really relaxes your, your sphincter muscles. Yeah. I've never experienced, I, I've just never combined the two. So I've never experienced the, the sphincter relaxation effect, but I assume like you were saying earlier, you don't want to do anything that like, this isn't this isn't taking pain out of the equation. You still, you know, it's just a And it's so short-lived as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like if I have a bottom in a like if I'm playing with, with someone and they're in a sling 
and I see them going for the popper bottle, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait a second. I'm gonna look yeah. at their face. I'm gonna look, make sure. I'm gonna look at them. I'm gonna wait for them to smile back at me after they did that hit of poppers, and then I'm together. We're gonna do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's it's a it's a tool. It's not required. Um, and you know, it's just stupid in Canada right now because of the whole situation. Like, mm-hmm. technically, it's not uh like it's not let's say the cocaine or anything like that right. it's just the fact that it is considered you need to have a prescription for it mm-hmm. but there are no pharmaceutical approved to yeah. fill that prescription so even yeah. you know so when i order poppers let's say from another country and it gets seized at customs i get a, a letter from canada customs that says that you imported a drug without a prescription and they equi- their equivalent is like as if I ordered insulin mm. without a prescription. It's like the right. same kind of legal right. thing, but um, yeah, poppers are in a gray zone here right now, and it's stupid. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. It's just like uh, it's so unnecessary that we yeah. have to go through hoops like that to after after legalizing basically i live in british columbia after legalizing marijuana countrywide yeah and also um you know now they have a trial where you know possession of any type of substances including MD, mdma and heroin yeah. and cocaine in vancouver or anywhere is not a criminal offense anymore but poppers no <laughs> they put a hard line at that i'm like this is <laughs> it's ridiculous but yes poppers are I just I don't want to recommend poppers. Do I use them sometimes? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And do I think they help me? Yes. And but I don't use them all the time. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Let's say uh, you can't get a hold of poppers, or you know, for any number of reasons, you don't use them. Would are there any like specific techniques you recommend? Because I uh, someone was saying to me like. A, a, a good way to relax is actually to kind of push yeah. because you open up a lot more that like, that's what your body's used to doing. Well, you know, it's kind of like that is a way to, and people like the, the people that, that, you know, have blooming roses and stuff like that. <laughs> they like to push, you know, you can mm-hmm. see that, that how that's developed is um, their technique for me, I'm more of a visualizer, close my eyes, think about, you know, really like it's almost like a meditation that I'm doing when I relax that muscle group. Um, so different techniques. I mean, pushing is the more you push, the more, you know, pressure you're putting on your outer ring. Mm mm-hmm. Uh, which might tire 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 you out quicker mm-hmm. than okay. if you're just, you know, kind of like. Vi- I always say, you know, try to try to close your eyes and visualize what's happening to your body. Like, try to visualize, you know, your your whole what's happening. I also find like working with mirrors, like actually the bottom being able to see what's happening is extremely helpful. Um, to me anyway, having a mirror and just seeing it all happen and be like, you know, um, there's an extra layer of safety, you know, Mm -hmm. for the bottom that you can get to relax a lot more, I find that way. A lot of Mm -hmm. slings have mirrors on them or... Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Did I answer your question <laughs> or did yeah, I go completely totally off did. track? No, you totally did. <laughs> I'm just like trying to think what I would what what would work for me cuz I'm I'm really kind of I don't know, edging about towards, it. Yeah, <laughs> edging towards <laughs> edging towards curious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't I like my sort of I I I just don't really I've never really been into the physical sensation side of 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 play really and of like of anal play or yeah or and like play in general so like i can do it fine but i've i've not put like a ton of stuff up there and it's never been like terribly interesting mm-hmm. to me but i'm wondering if that would change with something much larger and a greater connection kind of going on there is you know like it's as you say this, you know, you would think that I love fingering, but I hate it. You know, it's just like, it's not something like I yeah. hate that because it's definitely not the same feeling to just have something just, you know, going in yes. yeah, yeah. as to the element of feeling so full. Like mm-hmm. it's wonderful feeling to feel um, when someone has their whole fist inside of you and more, you know, it, it's hitting all types of of regions and the sensations are you cannot just really describe that to someone who hasn't lived that because it's you know it's it's hard to describe something like that um but i think that's what drives us back because that it's like a drug you know that feeling of feeling like that that you cannot get from anything else and you get this wonderful connection with someone or even with yourself if you're playing with toys you know i I can sit on on that and just just like you know fall in my bed and I just like feel so good about the whole thing. It's it's you know obviously if you're a man it's hitting your your your, your prostate and um, so many other things. And if you if if you're topping someone, you realize how much pressure you're taking in there, like how much space you're making mm. into someone's body. It's not like it's not like you know as soon as you exit like all these organs that are filling the body are just gonna retake that place so while you're in there all these things are pushing against you and um you know you feel you definitely feel someone's heartbeat let's put it that way (laughs) which can be a little intense too intense for some people but for me that's a beautiful thing to you know put my hand and and really like feel someone's heart whoa (laughs) <laughs> okay yeah it, wow it's the, the way you describe it is yeah intense but sounds so amazing <laughs> it's also amazing um i know what pleasure i'm giving the people i'm playing with because i feel that pleasure uh-huh. um and you know everybody will find out what gives them their pleasure well hopefully i hope everybody finds out you know what what's great for them and 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 all that but for me fisting is definitely uh, nothing equals the feeling of that wow not even toys (laughs) (laughs) as much as i'd like to say wow awesome okay so um we have to finish in just a minute but um this has been I've, i've loved i've loved hearing you 
just describe and talk about this. And I had so many other things I wanted to ask you about. I wanted to ask you about like <laughs> cleaning out and stuff, but um, I guess oh, cleaning all out, things. yeah, <laughs> dude. I need to t- like you're okay. We'll we'll <laughs> we'll talk about it after because um, I'm sure these are all things I can learn about on the uh, Friendly Corner podcast. Um, yeah, coming up soon. Yeah, we're gonna have a whole episode about that for sure. Uh, when are you debuting? I don't have a hard date. I just have a bunch of lined up interviews right now, which is, um, you know, wonderful, great uh, panel of guests will be coming. It's going to take more like a medical, um, you know, getting some expert advice from uh, family physicians, people in the field, and also, you know, players and people who have real life experiences mm-hmm. with injuries, but also not just about injuries here just the general health aspect of fisting and definitely eating and cleaning out, which I put all in one together because I think those two go hand in hand, which right. comes out and yes. yep. that will be discussed at length because I think it's creating so many, so much anxiety for most bottoms, I would say. And, you know, myself included, but the older I get, the more clear it becomes that, um, you know, we should uh, all chill out a little bit. So <laughs> right, yeah, which is very much where I'm at with with that because, yeah, uh, it, it it wasn't even something I knew about somehow, it just never came up. And realizing that, like you say, everyone's different, and so for some people, it's very important to and you know, yeah, but yeah. And there are there are health considerations, of course, um, yes, yeah, especially yeah. with fisting. Like you, you know, you don't want to put yourself in danger, so you should be cleaning out. But the um, the subject is a long one, and with a lot of things to say, mm-hmm. and everybody has different perspectives. So definitely, we'll be talking about that on Friendly Corner at length. Awesome! I can't wait to check it out. Um, do you have a yay for the day? A yay for the day. I'm about to. I don't know if this qualifies, but I'm looking at the time here, and today is STI testing day for me. So I'll, that always makes me feel really good once that's done. I, um, you know, went to a big event at Fist Fest and played with a lot of people, uh-huh. and I was really careful after that to um, limit. Actually, I with, with my injury and all that, I think it's perfect amount of time that's passed now between the event and the testing day, and I'm gonna go do that and. That's my yay for today. Yay! That's <laughs> a that great done. yay. <laughs> That's a great yay, actually. Like response, being just responsible and getting tested, and yeah, yeah if you fantastic. haven't done it in a while, uh, maybe you should go right now. Absolutely. And uh, I just did last week, and I, uh, I was a friend of mine was uh, did it this morning, and was saying, oh, I had to get up early because I had lots to do today, so I had to get this out of the way. And I was like, yeah, but also I think it's really fun. <laughs> I like. I love the feeling of having it done. <laughs> like just just you know it's like doing your taxes i don't know i take (laughs) i take like you know great like once it's filed and i see the return my bank account i'm just like okay my life's in order now let's get pleasure doing taxes i (laughs) am weird like that yes i i do take some pleasure and maybe that's why you know I like the business aspect of, of friendly toys because i do like looking at that dashboard and refreshing it a lot um yeah <laughs> so for you it's you know equal parts kink and pleasure and 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 business acumen <laughs> and business and now podcasts and just admin um, and mm. in the uk we don't have to file our own taxes so 
Um, <laughs> yeah, from fisting to taxes. <laughs> yeah, really went from zero to 100 there. Uh, or rather, 100 to zero. Okay, my year for the day is that um, I am about to go to my favorite place in the world, um, in Berlin. Um, actually, when this comes out, I will be there. Um, every few months, I go back to uh, the place where I went to my very, very first event ever. Um Felgeist in Berlin and yeah I'm just super super stoked so awesome yeah it's it was like changed my life made all of this happen so you know I kind of owe that place a lot <laughs> what's the name of the place what's the Quellgeist? I'll I'll link it um yeah cool it's uh actually getting really big now recon uh uh just hosted uh an event there so yeah well, have a wonderful time. Recharge. Thank you. Yeah, it is always like a, a nice like reset. Yes. I was talking to my therapist this week about how excited I am to go because I feel like I'm just going to ah, go away and come back all... Reconnect with what really matters. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I recommend that for you and I'm, I love that. Cheers. So uh, where can people find you online? My Twitter is uh, friendlyguy1 with two Fs. Um, obviously, uh, friendlytoys.ca is my business where we make platinum silicone toys. And I have an upcoming podcast. It's called Friendly Corner with two Fs. And uh, that is on Twitter as well. Not too sure about where it's going to be hosted yet and all that. But definitely, if you follow us on Twitter, you will have all the info. And we'll talk about health and fisting. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at T Stota. Uh, thank you so much for chatting with me today. This has been awesome. And join us next week as we go under the big top. Hey there, horny listeners. We talk a lot about safety on this podcast, and that includes the importance of safe toys that are actually designed for sexual pleasure. Bunny Shop's carefully curated products are body safe and prioritize quality, aesthetics, and safety. Bunny Shop takes a boutique approach to shopping for adult toys, with a wide range from affordable gems to unique luxury items for all experience levels. What I like most about Bunny Shop is the approachability. They've created such a welcoming space, and none of it's dark, intimidating, or feels like it's gatekeeping. And if you like pink, they've got you covered. Bunny Shop also donates a percentage of all sales to a non-profit of your choice. Plus, they ship quickly and discreetly. Let go of your shyness and embrace your self-love journey with confidence. Save 20% off your order today when you use my code BIGTOP. Visit bunnyshop.com, that's B-U-N-N-Y-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. Spelt with two P's and an E at the end. Don't be shy, let your freak flag fly.